Monsters, Rebel Scum, and Vigilantes. I am your host, Brett Ashley. So I have on the phone today Dustin Fisher, who is an alumni and friend of mine from UMBC, greatest, yeah, yeah woo, greatest university ever that you may have heard of only once in your life, and you should have heard of it. Yeah, undisputed fact, I believe. UMBC, known in the March Madness world for best bracket buster of all time. Shock it all in college basketball. Charlotte. Only 16 seed upset of a number one team in 2018 against Virginia. So we're pretty proud of that. You know, I was quoted in the alumni magazine. I don't know if you get that or not. I do get the magazine here in Chicago. However, I have not read it. It just kind of sits okay. in a basket in my living room just so people who walk in have an opportunity to ask me if I went there and I can lecture them about it. Okay. So it's more of a... Uh conversation piece yeah like, and a, bra- uh, a brag piece yeah. yeah so you're okay. quoted in well, the no, magazine said, um, what did you say i said no virginia there's not a santa claus but there is a cinderella boom it was, yeah it was, it was nice and quote worthy so i was happy with that do you tweet it too uh, I, I do not have twitter so it was uh, i face i booked it i facebooked it that's good yeah if you if you want to turn that into a verb yeah you booked it mm-hmm. awesome well we're pretty happy about everything that comes out of the Catonsville arbutus area of baltimore county but dustin who has a, a lot of fame and acclaim for running recreational sports during the time that i was at umbc and i think you were there a little before me because i graduated in 2004 yeah, i was there a lot before you yeah but... you were the first voicemail i got on my campus phone <laughs> so when my my roommate who was also a really sad girl from new jersey like i was because both our boyfriends were back home in new jersey who obviously we ended up not seeing those relationships through to fruition but we would yeah. watch the japanese version of iron chef and cry together oh. in her <laughs> room in potomac dormitory and then the second day of crying and you know watching iron chef in japanese we really saw the light come on and we were like which of our boyfriends is at the first voicemail and it's like dustin from rec sports <laughs> she and i like listened to the voicemail and both ended up playing uh rec soccer for like two years then. wow this is not where i thought this conversation was going that's a fun little trip you took us on <laughs> we game we saw it was close this has been just total destruction look at this <laughs> exclamation So bracketology, obviously a passion of yours, aside from and long before the uh, victory lap of 2018. Can you tell us a little bit about the Movie Madness group on Facebook you started and what's the impetus behind it? I started this 
what I called Movie Madness back in 2013 as kind of an experiment in writing. I had a blog, or uh, it was a daily email humor column that turned into a blog and been going for a long time, but I just kind of ran out of material and I wanted to have something to write about. So I had just watched two movies back to back. Congratulations, two whole movies. Uh, thank you, <laughs> thank you. So I watched two movies. It was, you know, two very different movies. It was Das Boot and Answer Man. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to take each, each time I watch a movie, I'm going to put it into a bracket of 64 and I'm going to have them all play each other and I had seven different criteria that I would use to rank them like you know the best opening scene best closing scene best right. turn best title best poster and I would write about it I wrote down Answer Man versus Das played each other and I thought it was fun I didn't include anyone else in this you know I posted You're just it on doing a blog it for yourself. maybe one person read and that was my mom And your mom's a strong contender in the group though right she has been in there since the beginning and yes she uh, she does that she is pretty active. See, yeah, I, and then I thought, you know what, why don't I do, instead of just every time I log a movie, I put it in a, the next slot in the bracket, why don't I have, you know, NCAA tournament style, where I have conferences, like, you know, best sci-fi, best drama, best comedy, etc., and then I'll, I'll have the winner of each, and then I'll have the at-large movies, and I'll have the first four, and I did all that, and I ranked them all myself, and I'm like, okay, well, why don't, instead of I have them play each other, I'll just put it out there on Facebook. Two years later, I started a group, and I added all all my friends and we played out that season of the first season the winner was the princess bride nice. but mind you i didn't put like empire strikes back and star wars and shawshank redemption in there because i didn't want them to just plow through the tournament i was kind of more interested to see what other movies win and right. uh, and you know those aren't necessarily my my favorite either i preferred back to the future and uh and my four number one seeds were memento back to the future frequency and big fish those are not going to be the number one seeds now because now i seven years later have morphed into to a tournament where the entire group votes on conference. We have a committee ranking them, and uh, and so you get a more kind of true to the populace version of what a bracket would look like. What I've noticed the dynamic is is the conference tournaments is where most of the discussion is had. When we have the nomination thread, like I'll throw out, you know, what is the best mystery movie, uh, you know, and, and that'll spur some conversation, like, you know, like a Usual Suspect, Seven, The Sixth Sense. A lot of people have a lot to say, yeah. and I wind up picking up a lot of movies that I want to watch based on the things that people say. One of the neat things that has happened, some people have emerged where I know I can trust what they like because they like the same things that I do. Anybody else who says, you know, oh yes, Big Fish sucks, I'm not going to listen to anything they say at all. Anybody who hasn't seen Wally yet. I did watch Wally for you. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Thank you. We'll talk about that in a minute. No, uh, I didn't actually. Won't. I just wanted to make, I just wanted to see what you would say. I actually didn't. Okay. Well, <laughs> okay. I didn't think so. I figured you would at least, you would let me know when that finally does happen yeah full disclosure i am not i'm not i'm on the committee but i'm clearly not trustworthy to dustin so they're balancing skills within the seating committee it's not just all friends of dustin's who like what dustin likes and thank you for noting that yeah i do (laughs) like to try to make sure i have you know a disparate number of opinions wally Um, boycotters (laughs) yes yes i have yeah I, they're in two categories, Wally dissenters and Wally appreciators. And Wally not um, not doing so hot this year, huh? No, it's already out. Yeah. yeah. It's a, it's a um, bummer. I'm so, sorry. And, and it's it's a big punching bag in this group, and that's that's <laughs> fine. I, you know, as long as I can spread some Wally awareness, I'm happy. But okay. the goal of this, 
you know, it seemed to, to all work out the way that it did. And, I, you know, it was really fun the first year because, I was, you know, all these, just like the NCAA tournament where you get your Big East ball control teams playing your West Coast, you know, run and gun teams and your Big 12, you know, 40 minutes of hell teams. Yeah. You know, they all play each other and they're, they have different styles of play and it's fun to watch. And so, so yeah, like when Office Space plays Silence of the Lambs. Wally lost to Silence of the Lambs, didn't it? Yes, Wally lost to Silence yeah. of the Lambs. And, okay. And Office Space is set to play Silence of the Land in the second round. Okay. You know, that was a match that happened, uh, I think, in the second movie, Madness, uh, and Office Space won 55-45, and it was, you know, it was just interesting to me to see, as an example, those two movies, you know, against each other. So, yeah, it's been fun, and uh, I have people fill out brackets. Uh, we've gotten 20 submissions this year. We've had as many as 40, I think, in years past, which is a load for me to manage, but it's fun, and so, you know, I try to um, keep up with it and make sure that, uh, you know, everything runs as smoothly as possible. Every once in a while, I'll misspell something, and it throws off my entire, you know, Excel formulas. No, not again. I'm... Why does it say paper jam when there is no paper jam? I swear to God, one of these days, I, I, I just kick this piece of shit out the window. You and me both, man. I think it's lucky I'm not armed. Piece of shit. Instead of having uh, 16 matches on one Thursday and 16 on a Friday like the NCAA tournament does for the first round. We have one match a day for 67 days because I'd rather not have people just, you know, click, click, click and fill it out. I'd rather talk about it and, and try to generate more discussion. Maybe one or two times a week a match has some traction where there'll be like, you know, 30 comments posted about it. So You get that prompt too. Like, I don't know if you're super active in a Facebook group and I go in there to trash talk you and anyone who's like nominating Jaws in every category. Not that I don't like Jaws. It's just it's like most romantic moment, Jaws. It's funny that you bring up Jaws. Jaws has the dubious distinction of having the most appearances in Movie Madness, which is not a good thing. Right. Um, necessarily because every time a movie makes the final four, it gets retired. We don't have Empire Strikes Back playing Star Wars in every single Movie Madness. So it would be quite boring uh, if, if the same movies ran through the tournament every year. So, yeah. so there are about 20 retired movies right now. And Jaws has been in six of the seven. And, uh, still never made it to the final four yet made it to the final four yeah that's like in the early 2000s when kentucky was great for like three years running in the mm-hmm. ncaa tournament and then everyone started putting kentucky as like a sure thing for all yeah. of their brackets for like the next six years maybe it'll be jaws's year this yeah, year maybe who's uh, their first match up against yeah um okay they're a three seed and they play a league of their own in their first match oh man so, that's uh, a tough yeah it's tough i i imagine jaws is going to come out of that because uh, a league of their own is it is a kind of a punching bag when it comes to this. Yeah, they won three games last year. So, uh, we'll see. But yeah, not a lot. And then, uh, yeah, Jaws is probably going to have to get through. Alien is the two seed in there, and it's going to have to get past Avengers Endgame. Forget it. An ant has no quarrel with a boot. Yeah, yeah. Or Pulp Fiction is the four seed. So, yeah, Jaws is probably going to It's probably going to be in next year's tournament, too. God, that means we have to see it again for like a whole other year. Yeah, it's almost a, motiv- a motivator to pick Jaws. <laughs> just to get rid of that's, it. That people people were doing that. They're like, let's just vote for Goonies yeah. so we don't have to ever have, to have this argument again. Yeah. Is Goonies retired yeah. then? 
No, it is not. Oh, God. Not, okay. Yeah, it did not. No, and it's surprisingly, I think the Goonies enthusiasts, <laughs> like, if I had one poll question that you had, like, this is an open group, you can just come in, you don't have to answer any questions, but if I had one question, like, if you joined Facebook groups before, you know, sometimes yeah. they say, you just have to answer this introductory you know, yeah. questionnaire. If I had one question, it would be, are you pro-Goonies or anti-Goonies? Because that is the most polarizing movie in this group. Yeah. Frozen is probably up there, too. But yeah, Goonies, it's a movie that I just, I went back and watched again. And I'm like, okay, I guess it was cool when I was a kid, but these people are adults now that are voting for this. I have no children, to my knowledge, in the group. And people still have such a, a tie to this movie, such a love for this movie. And I'm like, are you sure? Have you watched it again? There are movies that I was like, yeah, this is an awesome movie. And like Spaceballs. And then I went yeah. back and watched it. I'm like, this is such a horrible movie. <laughs> I know. It's <laughs> it's it's quote-worthy. Scenes that are cringy, yeah, that are, that are really uncomfortable. I know you have some experience with like stand-up. It's for me when I'm just like trying to feel out a room, even just in a social situation, and I'll like call back to a movie like Spaceballs with a quote. It, it falls flat because I'm like, oh shit, like nobody else in here even saw Spaceballs. And it's people my age, or it's like people slightly younger than me. And I'm like, I'm going to just like see who gets and like nobody does and it's very embarrassing um yeah when that happens now you see that evil will always triumph because good is dumb i got to a point in my stand-up where i was not necessarily good enough to have what i call a two-way go like you know i'll come out with my first joke and if it lands i know i'm gonna have a, a, a good, good night because they yeah. get my stuff and if it doesn't i'm like this is gonna be a long 10 yeah, it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, if I had stayed at it longer, I would have probably been able to come up with two different directions to go based on the crowd. But instead, I'm just like, okay, it's going to hurt a little bit. (laughs) You really have to like, I feel like you'd really have to seek out the, uh, like what, what tap room the space balls aficionados are (laughs) chilling in to, to reach that crowd. How many assholes we got on this ship anyhow? Go! I knew it. I'm surrounded by assholes. Keep firing, assholes! So tell me, other than, I mean, obviously, it's kind of surprising, especially in a group of, you know, largely self-proclaimed film buffs, although that's a broad self-descriptor because you can love a lot of the same kind of films and consider yourself a film buff, but, you know, your source material is not all that global. Or you can be like, I just watch everything that's um, that's nominated for awards, or I just see every movie that comes out, um, every blockbuster, I love it, or I'm like locking myself in a room and watching documentaries about pandemic illness. <laughs> so you can be a film buff yeah. of a lot of colors, but with the tournament, have you you seen any sort of surprising coming out of left field um, either from a genre or sort of non-blockbuster popularity angle that go further than expected or some big blockbuster movies that lose to sort of the little independent films what what is what are some of the surprises in the brackets of recent years uh, we have a pretty big group there's like 1,500 people in the group, but there's only really uh, about 100 people that are active in voting. Like most of the votes are somewhere around, like today, uh, remember the Titans lost 55 to I'm so angry. I'm so angry about the that. the Green Mile. Yeah, well, it's the cheesy dancing scene, I think. We are the Titans. We are the Titans. I am mighty Titans. they think they are the Beatles 
Yeah, that was it. That was it. I was. I mean, I played football up through and into high school a little bit, and we never, never danced. Oh, maybe, man. maybe that's why we never won. Uh, and it's it's like the pre-hot Ryan Gosling movie too, with yeah. the hair. You're just not. It's not quite there right. yet. Anyway, so uh, so yeah, uh, we get about a hundred people that vote, but really there are you know a, a good. There are probably about a hundred people that comment, but there's you know a core group of maybe ten people that comment pretty regularly yeah. throughout the conference tournaments. And we are all, and I say we because you were one of them that, you know, comment all the time. You know, we're pretty big film buffs, but we, you know, we vary in ways. You know, Corey doesn't like Star Wars, mm. uh, and that's okay. It's going to have to be okay, it's Brent. Not okay. But, um, but, uh, but he does, you know, he watches a lot, and, you know, we all watch a lot of films. And, and the other Corey, you know, and I'm glad he's in the group. You know, he's a representative of the, the Spaceballs, you know, people, um, and UHF. And, you know, and you know I don't want to see the same movies yeah. nominated, and, and um, unless it's I have um, seen I have seen Big Fish like that and I legit okay. legit appreciate. I'm a big Ewan McGregor fan, so it's pretty hard for me yeah. to dislike anything he does. Okay, and uh, and yeah, I mean, but some people are thrown off by Tim Burton. Like it's the most different Tim Burton movie you'll ever see. I know see, it so. really is. So some movies are talked about a lot more, but then when it comes to voting, generally it's it's a lot of the times it's the most the more popular one that wins. But uh, but sometimes you know things surprise me. In fact, it was the year right after UMBC had their big upset against Virginia. You know, woo, that, yeah. uh, we had our first six. One upset in movie madness. Uh, John Wick was the number one seed, and Clue uh, knocked it oh, out. Oh wow! 55, <laughs> 53. That's awesome. And you no, know, I was so happy because because uh, I, I don't like John Wick that much. It's, it's um, yeah. you know, if I can call it vengeance, you know, revenge porn is the term I've heard. It was yeah. basically you know, so it lacked you know a, a lot of plot to me. And Clue was just so out of left field, you know, in terms of where did it come from? You know, how is this? How was this made? You know, why? Who decided to make a movie based on a, a board game yeah um, and uh which and jumanji jumanji was able was to just, follow that um and now yeah. like who knew and, like 25 and, years later we would be subjecting ourselves to a, a reboot of jumanji starring the rock okay the way you say subjecting yourself i'm getting the impression that you're not a big fan of it and i really i thought the first one was 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 uh, really awesome i honestly i the, the first new jumanji I thought it was really, yeah. It was My neat. kids it was love clever. it, and yeah, and then I the haven't, one. I haven't seen the whole thing, so I, I shouldn't comment. I okay. don't mean subjecting ourselves. I, Stephen and I were just talking about this yesterday about how in our lifetime we we are hoping that we die before Harry Potter is remade. Um, <laughs> Because it's just kind of like we were talking about what's a what's a perfect, complete monolith series. Like we have mm-hmm. some pretty large res- like reservations about the ending of uh, the Skywalker saga. So like nobody in the Star Wars community has completely satisfied or fulfilling feelings about Rise of Skywalker. So we're, we're sure they're going to remake this whole saga like before we die. And that's just going to be something we have to live with. But like to see something like Harry Potter like redone 20 years from now will feel very much like a Clue reboot would feel. I guess like you just that's one of those movies that you grew up watching it and it just is in it's ingrained in you sort of like Back to the Future is a great one too I was just gonna say that yeah the Indiana Jones movies from from that time and everyone kind of went in their own directions like you had Goonies people and you had Newsies people and like everything was kind of whatever was made back then we kind of look at through a rose-colored lens now and it's really fun to see something as modern and like 
specific fan service as John Wick get taken down by Clue. That's very entertaining. Yeah, yeah, I was very entertained by that and very, very pleased by that outcome. Uh, a lot of people weren't. I mean, it busted a lot of brackets, uh, just like UMBC did. But yeah, again, I, that, that was not. A, I was not a big John Wick fan. So, yeah. well, hey, John um, Wick. Had, you know, there's there's not a Santa Claus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right, yeah, to Dear quote Keanu uh, Reeves. a famous <laughs> UMBC alum. Yeah, Dustin yeah, Fisher. Yeah, had, had the Dark Knight, had the Dark Knight, which was another one seed, had that lost oh, to God, Clue, I would have been a little upset. But, yeah, that's one of uh, the best movies ever. Yes, yes, it is uh, It is the most recent winner. So oh, yeah, it was last year's? Retired. Yes, okay. yes, okay. Dark Knight um, beat out, uh, ground, and that was another uh, fun match to watch, uh, it beat out Groundhog Day in the finals. Um, Whoa. But Groundhog Day, the 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 final four in order to get there it had to beat Deadpool and uh, it, it won 67 to 65 which is the highest oh score I've God. ever seen in, in movie madness that I can remember at least and certainly the highest loser uh, losing score so and talk uh, a little yeah, bit about night. so you have a rule with retirees and you know obviously re-nominations mm-hmm. so for instance this year when I tried to nominate Deadpool for best anti-hero anti-hero probably yeah, yeah. best anti-hero you were like you have to nominate Deadpool too because this is retired Tired. Yeah. So you're okay, like, you, I know you have, like, a list of 20, so, like, Empire Strikes Back is out, but, like, you could nominate, I think Return of the Jedi, you said, is still in, right? Uh, yes. So, yes, like, Return if it's best, best romance, you know, you can nominate Return of the Jedi era Leia and Han versus Empire era mm-hmm. and still have it in. Um, but then for something like Clue or Deadpool, it's like, okay, you're gone now. Yes. So we decided to retire the movies. You know, in the early days of this, we were still trying to feel all this out. We wanted to have a second season. Um, and I considered Mad- Movie Madness 2 really the first season. Cause, right, because uh, it wasn't you just know, you all the, by the yourself. First movie Mad- it was all my favorite movies, which is like, at the time, it was like Source Code and, you know, it oh, was, cool. was like a two-seed. Who is Cletus Tout and Zero Effect. Like, a lot of my strange movies, I'm like, you know, I decided to let win these different categories, yeah. you know. Um, the first one that the masses really had uh, a say in was Movie Madness 2, mm-hmm. um, and then the first time we had a committee was Movie Madness 3. Anyway, so yeah, the second season, which is when we, we really started, when we all got together and talking, like, how are we going to prevent this from happening, and when we decided to retire the final four. Right. Uh, and it's been working fine, you know, there's not a lot of complaints from, you know, I worry that people that are new to the group, like you were this year, are going to come in and see, you know, what, I can't nominate any Star Wars or Indiana Jones movies or, well, I mean, not any, but two of each of those are retired. The best of them. Uh, and, yeah, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull will probably oh, always be there for you. Yeah, yeah you were, if you're I need... Back to the Future and Indiana Jones to remind you. Well, if you have, like, a best fedora category, you know, I know it's there for me. <laughs> right, we can still go with... Best whip. Yeah, yeah, best whip. Snakes. Why did it have to be snakes? Some of the surprise retirees you know, Ferris Bueller which was a 12 seed I didn't you know it, it was kind of like the movie but um but yeah yeah Ferris Bueller wound up uh, getting retired people love the Sandlot in this group uh, yeah it's, it's just the right age range yeah where it's like probably more people are probably your age than my age I think I got maybe 10 years on you I always see Stand By Me as like the better the oh Sandlot. yeah you yeah know, the kids I agree with you. Movie, but yeah, people in this group don't. They, um, Sandlot made it to the final four a couple of years back. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's been retired. For people who are in high school during X time or middle school during X time, it's sort of when they remember life being easygoing. And so the Sandlot always, to me, feels like everyone's kind of remembering coming home from school and like grabbing an afternoon snack and watching the Sandlot. But for me, that's how Indiana Jones and anything Steven Spielberg, like E.T. or, you know, basically anything 
watching sci-fi like my brother and I would just sit and watch like two movies in a row after school every day and the Sandlot mm-hmm. we saw but it's sort would... of not our jam um Steven said it really well he's like whenever I have the flu I just watch like all nine Star Wars movies in a row because that's just like my that's what I do that's like my tonic for yeah. myself and for me it's like movies like the Royal Tenenbaums or remember the Titans was one of them I mean like it's those are kind of the movies that I'm like I feel solid about what emotions are resolved within the 90 to 120 minutes of this film and so I think that you see in your group like just putting it through a sociology type lens which was not my major at UMBC I was an English major but putting it through that lens I think you see people really strongly feel this gravitational pull towards those movies that are sort of like a salve for their feelings when they're down or up or whatever like that's their their heart movie and so they're gonna they're gonna get their goonies whether you like it or not Dustin like one of these days they're gonna recruit enough goonies gurus into the group and we're just gonna be like fine just like get it out we're gonna we're gonna make this the year of the Goonies wins put them up against yeah. uh, like Wally or something you know yeah, yeah I know put all the punching bags in one region so that somebody's yeah. gotta be retired from the yeah the nostalgia is a huge huge factor there's it's funny because there's a, a nostalgia bias but there's also a recency bias yeah so uh, that are at odds with each other so right. um, you know like a movie will just come out you know like Endgame I'm not so sure if it's going to have the staying power but right now it, yeah um, it, it's well it, that's also representative of a franchise so entirely different but you know like I was looking at old movies like Whiplash came yeah. out that was really popular one year you know and then, <laughs> it, and then it's not been nominated again in the last five years well if you put yeah, like um, Flight of the Navigator against Close Encounters like I'm sort of not sure um, or what's the one about the, right. guy, the guy who gets abducted and then returned abducted and returned to Earth okay it's not oh. Flight of the Navigator is it Starman no Starman, it's it? like based on a real story I'll um, like this dude gets abducted his, his friends see it fire in the sky there there it is fire in the sky it's, i don't remember that it's like yeah it's it's good you should actually i think you would really enjoy it all right i'll watch wally for real if you okay. watch fire in the sky you are well behind in in homework uh look this, i um, have a lot of homework to do i i get i know i get yelled at um often by everyone for not like i haven't watched the new star trek series yet and i haven't finished fleabag and i'm like i'm I'm like three episodes into the show c starring jason momoa on apple tv and like yeah it's i'm i have to binge a lot of series in addition to films but my daughter did ask to watch wally so it's gonna happen Fire in the Sky has a cool poster, too. If you see the poster, you'll probably remember being at a movie theater in 1993 and seeing a trailer for it or a the poster of it. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. All right, it'll be a pleasant surprise when yeah. I decide to... <laughs> when I nominate it yeah. next year, you'll at least know that it's a real movie and not something that I made up. Right. Right. Okay, so anyway, so we were talking about how, like, there's a dichotomy between, like, the nostalgic, vintage film era films and then sort of the new mega blockbusters and, mm-hmm. yeah, tough competition. Anything that you've seen that came out recently that wasn't, that didn't make the cut for the tournament? I know you diligently tried to watch all of the Oscar-nominated Best Pictures. I don't know if you achieved yes. that. I did. I uh, I didn't get to Little Women until after the Oscars, but I have since seen all nine of the Best Picture nominees, at least. So any so. you see as a big threat for next year? Or uh, just I don't, the I next don't know tournament? About, yeah, no, I, I knew, you know, Avengers Endgame was going to be in this, this year's tournament uh, when that came out. Um, I don't see a lot of 
uh, other movies that I think would be a huge threat that have just come out. Like of all those movies, I don't think Joker, which was probably the biggest blockbuster right. of the at least the nine nominees, was you know it, it's it's not going to it, it got in this tournament this year, but but yeah, I don't see that as getting too much traction. I didn't think it was certainly doesn't have the uh, um, isn't going to tap into our emotions like Endgame did. Doesn't it doesn't stand alone on its own? You know, I'd love to see Parasite get in there as a foreign movie because we keep bouncing back and forth between Pan's Labyrinth and Life is Beautiful yeah. and I don't think either of them has, has won a match yet I can lo- actually look that up now but but yeah it's It'd be it'd be nice to see a yeah a foreign language film get in okay. there and, and win something. Personally, the best movie I've seen in the past few years I think has been Three Billboards Outside oh, yeah. Ebbing, Missouri. Really um, good. I can't talk enough about that. Such these strong past couple years. And uh, what do you say? Really strong acting, just ensemble oh, acting, the whole cast. Yes, and and that was it. It was it was a scene specifically in when they're talking in the police station when Frances McDormand is you know posturing and she's yeah. uh, I've done something and and Woody Harrelson was trying trying to get her to stop doing what she was doing. And anyway, but it was it was all like a game. And then and then he coughs and blood on her because, um, you know, he's dying of cancer. Right. And then you saw the two of them, like their dynamic totally changed. They really are friends. They really do like each other. Yeah. You know, it, it was just like a such an awesome moment where you realize, you know, like I can disagree with this, you know, this other uh, coach of a youth uh, baseball team or whatever, and we can have an argument. But then if something real happens, we're there for each other. Yeah. It was, it was, anyway, so. No, it's so a I really it's a really authentic camaraderie, and I'm trying to think what else they've been in together um, that they have this rapport ironed out. But like, it was cool. It was a cool year to see, um, and I love Frances McDormand. I mean, she can basically do no wrong. But it's interesting how both she and Woody Harrelson, even when they're cast in, I don't even, I want, I don't want to go as far as anti-villain. Although in the solo movie, that's sort of where uh, Woody Harrelson got stuck. But no. Just even when they're supposed to be unlikable in any role, the two of them are so good at what they do that you can't dislike them. You know, it's it's like uh, there's mm-hmm. very little subjectivity about the the strength of their acting and their they really right. like they put everything real into it. It's not like method actors. I'm not like not like Willem Dafoe, right, where he's just like he's a goner living in his like whatever the role is but like they just bring some humanity to hollywood and i i love that well are you accepting you're accepting new members you're not you're not screening anti-wally syndicates out no no, any, anybody anybody who wants to join can join, and uh, I routinely invite my friends, like, you know, I think it, uh, 50 at a time, it yeah. uh, lets me click the button until it disappears or whatever, but I try to get as many people as possible into the group, because some people will ignore me every single time I invite them, and that's fine, but every once in a while I'll get somebody in the group that, you know, it it becomes, you know, a, a fun thing for them. And it's a it's a nice space on Facebook that you can go to where oh, yeah. you can avoid uh, political and for drama sure. and, and all that. So that, that, is, that is, I haven't needed, needed to make a rule about that. Yeah, I love just, that. You know, my, um, one yeah, of my friends uh, recently posted, the only place that political drama hasn't infiltrated on her Facebook are her cat groups. <laughs> and I was like, hey, I have a, <laughs> right. I have a movie. She's an actress at Second City, so she probably would really enjoy uh, the group, too. I'll probably invite her. But um, that was just funny to me because I was like, that's what movie madness is for me. It's like my safe place to go and talk right. shit. I can talk shit about something that's completely inconsequential. Like, you know, remember the Titans versus Rudy. But like, you know, at the end of the day, 
it's all in good fun and there's something both nostalgic and wholesome but also satisfying and competitive and being in this space so I think you've created something really cool and I'm sure we'll have some overlap and then the other thing we have overlap Mm -hmm. in our listeners is a lot of there's a lot of dads in our subscriber base and I know that you are a full-time dad and have also written a book on the subject so if you want to plug where people can pick up daddy issues Sure thing. Thank you. Um, yeah, well, first of all, the plug the group. You're on Facebook, and you find your way to... The name of the group is Movie Madness, but the URL is Facebook Groups Movie Madness Challenge, because Movie Madness was taken by somebody who doesn't use it nearly as Boo. much as I do. But uh, if you're interested in that, uh, I, I have a book that I wrote based on my first year and a half of raising my daughter as a full-time stay-at-home dad called Daddy Issues. You can find that in paperback or also ebook and audiobook on quote of the dad.com did you narrate the audiobook uh, i did oh i I just have the um, i just have the i love the the book and i've i've gone through it several times so i have it's pretty thumbed through but i was just listening at 3 a.m this morning when my son woke up which was awesome to one of our uh, fellow umbc alums our eric thomas our period eric thomas's book just came out today in all formats as well today so you guys are you guys are peers in age and it's just fun yeah. to see such good creative memoir style books because his is all about sort of how he became a columnist for l and um, accidentally became famous which is something i can't relate to but your book is um for moms and dads just so honest and relatable and funny and charming and i really encourage parents um and would be and will be parents uh, to pick it up. It's great. And I didn't know it was an audiobook. I really like listening to authors narrate their own stories yep. because I think it's a different level of emotion in the book. I just wanted to say that it's available on Amazon, iTunes, and Audible. Thanks so much, Dustin. You'll come back and let us know at the end of the tournament how it went. Yeah, I look forward to being back. I, uh, I scheduled it all so that my um, my championship day is the same day as the national championship for the NCAA nice. tournament. Nice. Coming with admiration for UMBC, though. Three more. Why not? 20-point lead and the greatest upset in the history of this tournament is going to happen.